All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror. My name's Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect, dismember, and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie is actually going to be a double feature. It was a fan request. Two movies that neither of us have seen before. And uh, we are glad to have watched these movies. (laughs) So thank you for the recommendation. Uh, We are going to go ahead and talk about the 1974 Both uh, Strikes uh, films Flesh for Frankenstein and Blood for Dracula. And this is going to be a doozy of an episode. Uh, before we get started, Andrew, how we doing? How we doing? I'm doing great. I just learned that we had a fan, and uh, <laughs> you know, we have two. We have Swedish horror nerd. We have this guy, and then we also have my brother. Aw, well, but you know, yeah. like your, your brother, you know, he's 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 bribed, and you know, yeah, I think people thought we're making a Swedish horror at this point. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I, I, after uh, immediately after our prey uh, episode, I had to go off to a honeymoon and. Um, the Azores, uh, which was awesome. That um, was a fun trip. I did not get to read as much of my Predator book that I brought with me as I planned to, unfortunately. So, you know, that, that was a downer. Uh, but that being said, the new Predator collection is pretty good. Um, uh, you know, just, It's a uh, good time for Predator fans, that's it, for it, sure. It's a great time. Well, actually, the new comic book just came out. So, um, you know, Aliens uh, started its Marvel run last year, and it, the art is fucking terrible. Um, the story's okay. But the uh, the Predator uh, Marvel comic just started out because I think they they had some lawsuit issues for a while about Hoover who owns the rights to the Predator, so it took a while for it to come out. Um, but the first issue just came out, um, I think last week, and it's it's good. The art's great. It's a good story. Uh, it has some good Predator action in it. So uh, you know it's, it's pr- pretty hopeful. You know, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, as you said, good 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 uh, good month for Predator people. How about yourself? How you doing? Uh, doing good, doing good. Everything is sore. I actually took a shower this morning, and I took a look at all the bruises I've accumulated over the past week and a half. Um, so I am now a drug runner. Um, I basically like cross the border and stick all sorts of drugs up my butt, um, and I get beaten up a lot. That sounds like a good, good career. You make money off that? Yeah, no, so that's a little side gig. No, <laughs> no, no. I was, uh, I have been doing Krav Maga for like year and a half now i want to say and we had a big test on thursday it was basically two hours of competitive just back and forth work um uh it was a pummeling groundwork punches kicks sparring that sort of thing too um absolutely brutal like it was probably one of the hardest workouts i've ever had in my whole life um but thankfully we found out uh, i passed so yay i got ben and jerry's afterwards now, there's this one picture I posted on Facebook where me and my partner were uh, pummeling together, and that's basically just you wrap your arms around each other in a very specific way, and the goal is to basically get double unders on the other person. Um, that way you can kind of lead to, like, takedowns and that sort of thing, too. But it's kind of funny because as you're going back and forth, it's like you're really, really aggressively hugging. <laughs> and I posted that one meme with the guy lifting or lifting the weights back and forth. He's like, hur, hur, hur. I'm going to be so good at hugging. That was all that was going through my mind during that point. Did you say that to him as you're doing it? And you're like, oh, so good at hugging. And he's like, what? Get yeah. off me, kid. <laughs> no, no, I know the guy. Uh, his name is uh, Walter, and he um, actually used to be an amateur boxer. So, like, oh. he's this ridiculous 
ridiculously attractive, super muscle-bound guy. Super, super nice guy, too. I partnered with him several times, but the entire time... when Looking back through the photos my girlfriend took of uh, the two of us together, because um, she attended the, uh, the test as well, just to kind of be my Adrian to my Rocky. Um, but every single photo she took of him, I'm just like, damn, that's a good-looking guy. So you're, so you're saying, basically, you were, like, the two guys in Flesh for Frankenstein. You were the... Uh... The the um the guy who wanted to be a monk and he was the guy who fucks everybody and you're just looking at him like oh man yeah that same reverence yeah. that he has actually not at all but yeah let's <laughs> go with that yeah uh but yeah other than that life's been good um yeah gosh I really don't have too much to report on what I was thinking to myself the other day I was just like man my life is pretty monotonous at this point and it's not a bad thing definitely because like I'm doing the shit I want to do but at the same time it's just like yeah not too much exciting going on well didn't you just, just fly a same plane old, same old then you just like oh shit go into the go into space yeah yeah I did do that uh yeah no my uh girlfriend aforementioned girlfriend she um for my birthday which was back in January she gave me uh, flight lessons and uh, I finally basically I forgot that I had them for like months and months and then finally she's just like hey Dan did you ever do that flight lesson and I'm just like oh shit I didn't and then I tried scheduling it with him but like every single time I scheduled it with the flight instructor there was always bad weather or something going on so it took like a month and a half to finally get up there but uh, yeah I got to fly a two-seater small Cessna uh, that was really cool. Can knock that off my bucket list. We did the thing where basically, uh, you know, he handled the takeoff and then I got to fly it around in the air a little bit. And then we practiced a few stall maneuvers. We did the thing where like the plane tilts at 45 degrees and then we flare on back up. So it's like a lot of G forces on the back. I mean, of course it's a tiny, small two seater airplane, so it's not top gun or anything like that, but that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah. Did you play danger yeah, zone the entire time? Uh, I sent it a little bit actually and he yeah. laughed and I was just like is that one of the things that like everyone makes a joke out of and it's like super super annoying to fly instructors and he's just like nice nah, I don't mind it yet yeah. and I'm just like okay cool 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 and after you guys took uh, off your shirts and played volleyball on the beach just for hours oh 100% yeah no, um, this is another thing. This is the third time I'm bringing her up. But um, when I was talking about Maverick with my girlfriend, uh, I was saying that, you know, oh, yeah, the original 80s movie is not only was it basically just an advertisement for the Navy, but it was also a very homoerotic movie. And she's like, really? And I'm like, okay, we got to sit down and watch the volleyball scene. And then <laughs> in like the first 20 seconds, she's just like, oh, they're just playing volleyball. It's not that bad. This scene goes on for five minutes. <laughs> oh. Did you hear um, that apparently with, with Maverick... Um... So that they filmed the, their volleyball scene, and after it originally, like after they did, it, they did it like in post production. Tom Cruise was like, "Nah, not good enough." So he had all the guys do it again. But at that point, like you know, they'd been out of, uh, you know, they weren't they weren't you know working out and stuff for the film, so they had to like, get back in shape real quick and do the volleyball scene again. Perfect. Well worth it. That beach football scene was great. Yeah. Well, uh, so good. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. No, no, I actually did really enjoy that one. Uh, it was definitely a better movie than the original. Yeah, the original is, is actually okay. not great. I don't, I don't quite understand the love for it other than Danger Zone. Yeah, yeah. No, Maverick was a great movie though. Yeah. Uh, right. So yeah, that's pretty much everything that's been going on with me. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. You want to talk about that? No, never. Okay, get yeah, out of here. Too. That's get okay. out of here. Leave. <laughs> uh, yeah. Trying to think what else has been going on in the horror world. Let me go ahead and just check that real quick because I know there was some big news that's coming out. That was it that big news that's coming out? The one that Evil Dead might get a theatrical release after their weird 
shit they're pulling with uh, Batgirl. Like, I guess they're gonna, they want to um, release Evil Dead Rise now in theaters and not on uh, HBO Max anymore. Ah, uh, uh, gotcha. Which is interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the trailer for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey dropped uh, today. Wait, more than Because I know there's a teaser out for a while. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's no, like a the full trailer. trailer. The trailer, act, yeah, the, it's a full-length trailer. Oh, hell yeah. I'll have to watch that. That'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it, it looks very, very low budget. Like, oh, extremely low budget. And I am just very... It seems like a premise that would be entertaining for, like, maybe a half hour. I'm not sure they can make a full movie out of it. But we'll see how it is. So. Yeah. Wait, I, see, I like the the president of it i like the idea that people are like hey this shit that's been in the public domain forever or you know just came to the public domain let's use it and make like wildly different uh you know features with it like you know which i guess oh, yeah, lends definitely. slight credence to why disney is maybe a little afraid of some of their properties going away uh but you know i, I love that concept of like something that's been around for a long time to be like yeah fuck it we're gonna make like you know i don't know we'll make tangled but instead she's mass murderer let's go mm-hmm. yeah no really really throw it on its head that sort of thing yeah definitely like all the creepy snow white adaptations that are out there and shit i just can't wait till teletubbies goes public domain because that that is a horror movie in itself and it will just be so much better when they like i don't know shove tvs on your head or something or i don't know you know like Mm -hmm. show you horrifying things on their on their tummies or the baby like shoots fire at you from the sun like that -hmm. just needs to happen it'll be great yeah good stuff all right cool well ready to dive into these movies yeah let's do it All right, sounds good. So like mentioned before, uh, this is going to be a double feature for today. They are both movies that came out in 1974, uh, Blood for Dracula and Flesh for Frankenstein. So let's go back and kind of place ourselves in this year horror-wise. The Hammer films are kind of petering off at this point in terms of the Christopher Lee Dracula and everything like that. Uh, The big heavy hitties were like by the end of the 60s, basically. But by this point, they're still coming out with the sequels. Uh, To give an equivalent of like the 90s, we're basically in the Jason Takes Manhattan (laughs) era of the Dracula slash Frankenstein movies. Uh, But this one is a little bit different. Um, So, gosh, there was was a full rabbit hole on this point. And I got to take a look at my notes real quick on the Wikipedia page to make sure that I've got everything correct because there was a lot going into this one. Um, so the very first thing I want to say is that both of these movies, um, well, before that, I do want to say that both of these movies, from what I read online, were basically filmed one right after the another. They filmed Flesh for Frankenstein, and basically either production went so well, or they were just way under budget, or some combination of everything that they basically just decided, hey, why don't we go ahead, repurpose a lot of these actors, repurpose a lot of these props, and make a second movie out of this uh, Dracula movie, because, you know, that fits along with Frankenstein, which uh, you can definitely tell a lot of the sets are just reused. The actors are all the same. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very, yeah, like... It's it you you could tell they kind of cheaped out in a lot of it. Uh, the other thing too is that every single one of these movies plastered everywhere is Andy Warhol's Dracula, Andy Warhol's Flash for Frankenstein. Like they really, really, really hammered in there that Andy Warhol was a key component of this entire movie. Where every single research document I poured into suggests the exact opposite. I'm going to read this direct quote from one of the articles uh, that I found out is... Here we go. Um, On its release, the film was promoted with Andy Warhol's name. When asked how he contributed to the film, Warhol responded that, I go to the parties. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Um, Yeah, so apparently the director uh, was... um, 
like an apprentice of Andy Warhol or like he worked under him or something like that. And occasionally they would just like bounce ideas off each other. But yeah, he basically just lent his name to it, but had basically nothing to do with the production of this movie. Was this part Uh, of like his workshop that he did? Like I know that Andy Warhol had that, like that workshop where all those like artists would meet together and like, you know, he had, he had that, like that, he started that like convent, I don't call it, but like that place where people could like the co-op where people could kind of go and produce art together. Was he like one of those people? The factory? Yeah, the factory there, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, my, I, I believe that's actually what I'm talking about. The director was also a member of the factory as well, and they kind of just, like, spitballed ideas off mm-hmm. each other. But beyond that, you know, it really was not his film at all. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there was another thing, too, with the director. I believe it was the director of Blood for Dracula. Uh, actually was not the director of this movie, the one that was credited. What? And the reason for that is um, basically they tried to get him a work visa. So they credited the wrong guy intentionally um, to get him um, citizenship um, in that particular country, which I believe was Italy in terms of where they were filming it. Gosh, I really should have researched this more. I apologize if I get I think it was. I thought maybe I thought they they were supposed to be in Italy, weren't they? Uh, no, I mean, it's it's set in Italy, definitely, but I'm not sure if the production was an Italian film. Oh, I see. Um, I yeah, see. it's uh, something crazy like that, but he was found out, and he was actually arrested later on for that, too. No. Uh, yeah, this, this, it, it, there's a very interesting story behind this. Uh, another thing, too, have you ever heard of Udo Kier before, the actor? He's I, the one that plays Dracula in Blood for Dracula and Frankenstein, I, and, or the Franken... Dr. <laughs> Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> Yes, Baron von Frankenstein. Um, yes, in, I... uh, Flesh of... You have? Yeah. Okay, because I have never heard of this guy before, and when I like look over his stuff, I was just like, "Oh my god!" I had no idea. Just, I'm going to send you his filmography right now. This guy has been in hundreds upon hundreds of films. Just oh, yeah. scrolling on through his film. Uh, Filmography is just, he's a, he was in Suspiria, he was in, uh, gosh, I'm just going through right now. Dude. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, uh, he was one of the elder vampires in Blade, he was in Armageddon, the Bruce Willis, uh, Michael Bay film, uh, Dancer in the Dark. He was also in Dracula 3000, the classic film. Yeah, Fear.com. Um, a lot of Lars von Trier movies. He was in uh, oh, Melancholy and Nymphomaniac 2. Uh, he was in Grindhouse, the Planet Terror Death Proof double feature. He was in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Like, this guy has been everywhere. Um, and apparently he's a massive gay icon over huh. in uh, Germany. Oh, really? Um, because he is a German actor. So it's uh, interesting. For he some reason, that's in Germany, too. For some reason, I assumed it was when you mentioned that somebody was a gay icon, you texted me at one point. I assumed it was uh, the guy who plays the workman who just has sex with everybody. Uh, I believe he is too. Oh, Let me go okay. ahead and make sure that's. I just assumed it was him. Yeah, I believe. Oh, it is him. Yeah, he, he's also it as well. Uh, openly bisexual. Yeah. So the um, the the worker is Joe D'Alessandro. Um He was another one that was kind of closely associated with Andy Warhol. Oh yeah, he's a sex symbol of gay subculture in the 60s and 70s, and he started in a lot of underground films from that part, but he he appears to be bisexual, where um, Udo Kier is definitely, definitely gay. Oh. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, this, this is it. Uh, both of these movies are Criterion collections, and from what I could tell, 
just from researching this, uh, they were marked in the very first year when the Criterion Collections came out. So Criterion was still kind of figuring stuff out because I think this is the point where we kind of give our opinions on the movies. Uh, I think we're both in agreement. Neither of these are good movies. <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, like, right. I, I, I feel like they get... Objectively. Are they good movies? Yeah. No, no. Like, no. <laughs> but I, I feel like... The thing is, I feel like there is this kind of, like, perspective. And I think I kind of feel the tug, too, of, like, oh, you should, like, you know, these movies should be good because they're classic and they're, you know... But I think that they, but like I, I said, I was telling you, I think, like, I didn't love watching them, but there's a lot of elements that I enjoy, and, like, it's a fun movie to talk about, but I don't necessarily think I want to watch it again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like there's a lot of thing. like, it felt kind of me like I was, like, this might, this is going to be a little feeling about myself, but it's what I imagine people, like, experience when they watch porn, where you're just like, oh, there's not any plot to this, okay, and, like, that doesn't sit well with me, <laughs> but uh, you know. Yeah, no. This is this is definitely both of the plots of this movie are very very basic plots, and it's basically, especially Frank Flesh of Frankenstein, just a vehicle for them to show practical effects with like pigs' lungs and gore filled shit like that. Uh, this is another thing too. Flesh for Frankenstein was. Uh, released during the 3d movie craze of the 70s like oh, yeah. with jaws 3d and everything like that or not jaws 3d um uh like the vincent price movies that sort of thing yeah. as well one of the 3d crazes so like there's a couple scenes where like the blood and guts explode out on screen and it's very very obvious that okay this was intended for a 3d oh sort yeah of thing. I, I forget there's um, a, there's one scene where like igor like picks something up and like moves it toward the camera in a weird way like, what the fuck is he doing like oh yeah it was in 3d that's that's why he's being weird yeah I know Flesh for Frankenstein was. Let's see if... I don't believe Blood for Dracula was, but both of these movies kind of blend together. I mean, they're very, very similar movies. Um, but yeah, now going back to what you were saying before, definitely, I think I texted you like at some point and I said, you know, this forewarning, these movies are basically 70s pornos as if they were directed by Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I, that's the best way to explain it, I guess. That's like all I could think of. And I, I don't mean to be mean, but every time Dracula talked... It, and I didn't notice as much in Frankenstein. Maybe it was Dracula trying to put on an accent. I don't know. But all I could think of was Tommy Wiseau. And I was just like, yeah. I, I would love him to remake these movies. Because um, I feel like there'd be a very similar artistic direction where there's a bunch of long shots. And you're just like, wow, this this, this scene hasn't cut yet. It probably should. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of long shots. And I remember in Blood for Dracula, especially, there's so many zoom-ins. Like, a character says something and then the camera zooms into their face really really deeply and lingers there for a moment as if the director is basically just saying you get it you get it this character is angry or you get it you get it this character is horny which is like 90 percent of the time in this movie but it's ridiculous and do you think that was like an artistic style or an attempt at artistic style like we're gonna have these long these long shots we're gonna have these slow zooms just to like seem artistic or do you think they actually thought that was good because i I never it seems so art housey to me at times that i was like it it feels like you know what you're doing like you know that this like if if a student was to make a film and try to make it art housey they would do those things but then i'm like is it aware of that or is it just is it naturally doing that yeah and i'm wondering how much of it it's too because you know andy warhol like i said had basically no influence on this movie but a lot of the people on this film are Andy Warhol adjacent either they worked at the factory or they you know interacted with him in some way so I'm wondering if there was that element of gosh what's the best way I want to phrase this artistic arrogance Mm. maybe um I don't know I 
I podcast, I'm not an artist. This is as artsy as I get. So <laughs> I apologize. I'm stepping on any toes at this point. Uh, but, but definitely, I felt like during this cultural period of the 70s, there were a lot of people just kind of throwing shit to the wall and seeing what stuck. Um, yeah. I, and then the other part of it, too, is the, these are obviously very foreign films. There's only one character in both movies that are basically have a non-foreign accent or a non-foreign actor. Um, and even then... Let me, let me check something real quick. Hmm? You mean the guy, who's oh, yeah, he's the guy who's basically Joey from Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, I was trying to think to myself, band? like, what is, what is the perfect way to describe this actor? And I was just thinking, okay, like a Brooklyn character, <laughs> kid, that sort of thing. Maybe something on a games in New York. No, Joey from Yu-Gi-Oh. That is, that is spot on. I love it. All right, we're going to call him Joey this entire time. That's, that sounds like a better name. Uh, yeah, speaking of which, I was actually uh, just talking with someone about Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged earlier today. Oh, so you know that's still going. Is it? Yeah. Oh, damn, I gotta catch Little Karibo's still making that shit. Damn, Little Karibo. <laughs> God among men. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, besides him, besides Joey, everyone else is obviously a very foreign actor, um, and it is very, very obvious so the entire time I was thinking too, okay, I'm not sure how much of this is just incompetence. I'm not sure how much of this is just being art housey um, or how much of this is just cultural differences in terms of the director and the uh, actors being foreign as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. So, yeah. Did you get the impression? Like, so, you know, clearly there, there were some non-native English speakers, but I also felt like there were some English people speaking English who maybe didn't necessarily know what they were saying again i felt like there were a lot of lines especially i noticed it a lot more in blood for dracula um among the um the daughters i felt that they were saying lines at times that there was no inflection no tone no it felt like the delivery was phonetically memorized not necessarily they understood the words they were saying that they were they maybe given lines in english i know this, this has happened in the past in, in some foreign films where they'll kind of just give them this is the words you're supposed to say and they'll say it and they'll repeat it essentially in a, in a shot um, did, did you get that impression? Yeah, I kind of got that too. Um, there, was, there was, I can't remember if this movie or not. I really, I, I need to do better research on this one, but I do remember hearing that like the plot was kind of made up as they went along, which would absolutely make sense. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff in here. Um, yeah, so I could see that as well. Hmm. well do, so do you want to hop into the movies? Like I figured maybe we should address one and then the other. Uh, uh yeah but honestly like i i think a compare and contrast would be fine too because basically the plots are very very similar so i think let's talk about the plot for frankenstein let's talk about the plot for dracula and then we can kind of compare and contrast the two or talk jump back and forth between them because they're 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 very similar movies at their core all right uh yeah so do you want to go ahead and give the plot of either one i don't know which one you want to start off with I'll, i'll do frankenstein uh so yeah, uh, so yeah, it's Blood Frankenstein. Um, so basically, there is a Doctor Frankenstein and his sister wife, who is actually his sister slash wife, who they have children. Why with. did they do that? Why did they make him uh, her his sister? I, I, like they could have easily just said, "Oh yeah, she's his wife," and left it out of it. It had no relevance to the plot whatsoever. Well, because I think that they wanted to make it the sister wife, so they're like they're together, but because they're sister wife, you know, maybe she's. You know, sister wife is kind of gross. I'm assuming that they're implying it's gross, and that's why she's like, you know, lustry after other people, and you know, why their romance isn't great. Because I feel like there's a weird, I feel like Frankenstein specifically in the, this version has interesting kind of sexuality to it, in the sense that like she apparently is like wants to bone everything she sees. He doesn't seem to care about that other than touching a gallbladder. And then Frankenstein himself seems to be impotent or possibly gay uh, with Joey. 
It's it's you know mm-hmm. it it seems the the way that relationships are in this film seem really interesting or not interesting but weird because even even you know uh, Lady Frankenstein is a uh, lady, lady monster it has no sexuality seemingly she seems to be just a puppet like a literal puppet um, mm-hmm. which is interesting because male monster seems to have feelings and emotions um yeah so um, and this is also a great time to bring on into that this movie these movies have a lot of sex uh, like it, it, it is tommy was so the room level sex but that there there is a lot of nudity there is a lot of sexual overtones so uh, don't watch this with your parents that's for sure unless yeah. your parents are like really really chill they're into it no not even that because my parents are chill but i wouldn't watch this movie with them because it would just be awkward well actually uh so when i first started watching blood for frankenstein um it was the middle of the day and I have our um, our main window, our, our TV, where the window our TV is, there's a huge window, and there's a uh, a zoo across the hallway or across across the street, and there's all these kids who walk by. They can basically see into our house. It's really awkward, and I didn't realize how much porn this was going to be. And I, I warned you. I had to I stop it. You. I had to stop watching it because I was like, kids are going to walk by and see these girls <laughs> taking their shirts off randomly and be like, what the fuck's going on in that house? So I had to like turn it off and watch it later. Because <laughs> so I was like, this is really awkward. I could have just closed the blinds, I guess. But I was like, no, this is this is too weird. I need to walk away from this. Um, anyway, so back, yeah. back to the plot of Frankenstein. Uh, so Dr. Frankenstein lives with his uh, sister wife. Um, they have two kids. They, their marriage seems to not be great. He wants to create... The ultimate Serbian, I think he says race. I don't know why he says Serbian. He does. He says Serbian. Interesting choice. But so his idea. To... I yelled out to my girlfriend, and I was just like, "Amanda, I think the, the Frankenstein movie—they're trying to do Nazi undertones, but instead of German, it's Serbia." Yeah. I I I don't understand this. Also, everyone's fucking. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'll tell. I'll give you an update in twenty minutes. And then, like, so his motivation was that he's going to. Uh, I guess find the best body parts to make the ultimate man and woman, and then these and these zombies. Uh, I forget how he says zombies, but it's hilarious. Uh, but these zombies, uh, he then wants them to copulate, make children, which I guess would make more. He, his impression is that that would create more children zombies, and they would be loyal to him, and he have an army of Serbians uh, at his hand, and he can do what he wants. So he needs to find the most attractive man who gets all the ladies, because that way. Uh, the uh, pre-made uh, woman zombie and him just can't reach each other. They'll you know they'll bone for days and make a bunch of children and procreate to make his army. Um, not only that too, they don't want someone with a attractive body part. He he specifically says several times, "Oh, I want someone with a high libido. I want a body with a high libido," which is why he gets that one guy or tries to get that one guy because that leads to that hilarious scene in the brothel of one man, two women. Oh, he must be exquisite. When in reality, they're just scared of that lizard that yeah. hopped in during the middle of the lovemaking. Well, yeah, well, and that's so fucking weird. It, it, well, it's weird that they have these weird elements. So, like, because in the movie, um, Joey Wheeler and his buddy, his buddy uh, wants to be a monk. He seems kind of sad, depressed. Wants to be a monk, and I think they they don't. Impl- I don't know if they're implying. It seems like they're implying to me that he might have a thing for Joey. And that might be where his confusion's coming from, like cultural confusion of like knowing that society may maybe not won't appreciate that about him, and he's kind of in a weird place. Because they go to a brothel with these whores, with the guys like yo, Joey's like yo, yo, you, 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 you know, you, you can't, you know, you, you, you down? Let's go to a, a whore place and you know have some sex. And you want, they want to be a monk no more. And so they they go do that. And uh, yeah, Frankenstein sees a sad guy with these two women, and is like yo, that guy's a player. We need him to be our Frankenstein, so Lady Frankenstein will bone him, or whatever the opposite mm-hmm. of that is. And so he takes his head, he cuts off just cuts off his head with some shears, puts it on Frankenstein, 
Uh, but unfortunately, because he is either depressed or he likes Joey, he uh, can't get it up, and uh, his experiment fails. And that's <laughs> that's that's the plot of Frankenstein. I feel like. Yeah, basically, and of course, there's the whole subplot too of like Frankenstein gets off sexually on entering dead bodies, like literally, like cutting them open, sticking his hand inside there. There's a very, very awkward scene. Like th- this movie is kind of pure '70s gore cheese, but that was one scene with that kind of got me a little bit queasy um, in terms of when he reaches on into the dead body and basically has an orgasm right there, and it's so fucking long too. It's like, so the long. Scene lasts for two or three, and I'm just like. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my it, god! This is. Ugh. I feel like that's a problem. These movie, this movie, like not. Again, not. They're not terrible. They're not like you know. They're. They're. I still think they were worth the watch, but there. There's these long scenes. Where it's like, why aren't you cutting? Like, what? Why do we need to see him hump slash have his hand inside the cadaver of a female Frankenstein for like a solid five minutes? And like, mm-hmm. and it. So I couldn't tell. Was he having sex with her, or was he dry humping her while having a hand inside of her? I, I could not tell. Yeah, um, no, it was actual sex, uh, and I know this because what is the line that happens right after that? The the gallbladder, but I can tell was he was he (laughs) implying fucking as having a fucking or having your hand inside somebody? Like actually fucking fucking. It wasn't there one scene like they kind of zoomed in and on the top of it, and he was kind of like thrusting. Yeah, he was thrusting, but I can tell if he was like dry humping while he was like having his hand inside i i i I took that as thrusting anyway you know the 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 line which is this is where the episode's going to peak we're not going to get any better than this um the frankenstein um dr frankenstein goes uh to no life you have to fuck death in the gallbladder (laughs) that 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 was on the oscar reel for uh, 1974 oscars when they were talking about best horror movie that was that was it right there i'm pretty sure that's like Um, carved into stone somewhere yeah Though I love that his, that's he, that he, that would be that would actually be a good tombstone. I'll, I'll put it on your I'll, I'll make sure. <laughs> or or like he fucked up in the gallbladder. Put it on your your, your graduation quote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like the yearbook. I feel like so, and then the funny, the even more awkward thing about that is the Igor in this uh, in this movie just watches this happen the entire time. She's like, oh, okay, like Igor is a weird observer in this film because not only does he watch that, but then there's the scene where. Um, Frankenstein is trying to get the female and the male to copulate, and he's like, so he has like male standing up, female standing up, and he's like, and he his idea is like, if this girl kisses him, then it will you know arouse him, and they will you know make make babies. And she's like, kiss. It's like a five year old thing. It's just like, okay, if these two Barbie dolls press up against each other, they'll get pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> and the entire time that's happening, he's like, kiss, and he kisses, like kiss again. And he's like, he's not getting hard. And fucking Igor is just staring at his dick the entire time, like. Oh my god, it's not happening! Like it's... I I I love too how it happens like five or six times. Mm. Again, I don't know. Maybe it's just like they needed to build out the runtime, which so they stretched a lot of these scenes. I'm assuming that's kind of what. But happened. it was like an hour and forty I mean, these minutes. Are very low bit. Like, like and like Dracula yeah. was like two hours or something. Like they they're they're very long films for these very long takes that they have, and they don't need to be. Yeah. Um, they don't, but I mean, like, I, I wonder if that was just kind of like the standard of that at that time. Mm-hmm. And then, because I mean, think about it this way: like, seventies horror movies. Was this the Grindhouse era? I, like, I think there was. I guess they so. Was. Yeah, in America, yeah. Yeah, so it really was just kind of like they wanted to toss this shit out, kind of like trauma in the eighties, in terms of okay, we'll just build something very, very cheaply or 
shit, who was who was the one director who like constantly pumped out films like Plan Nine for Outer Space and shit like that? Oh fuck, uh, Bergman, Bergman. That's not even Bergman, is it? No, no, he, he, Bergman was no. good. Um, it was um, <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, Ed Wood, Ed Wood, Ed Wood. There you go. Yeah, Ed Wood. Oh, Ed Wood. There we go. Yeah. Not, not to throw shade on Ed Wood, but uh... <laughs> Ed Wood is definitely more intended than this guy. No. Yeah, I. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I actually don't think it was Ed Wood. I was thinking that, but that's that's adjacent. It's a, he yeah. was Ed Wood adjacent. I can't remember who it is. Uh-huh. Um. And then there's that other stuff. Oh, oh, wait, no, I know, I know. It was, uh, God, shit, shit, the Conan spinoff. Angry Video Gate there did a thing on it. Um, Conan the Barbarian spinoff? Landstalker? I mean, you say Lance Hendrickson, not agree, because he's in everything, but. No, Landstalker was a video game. Oh. Something Stalker. High Stalker. It was like a Conan ripoff. Conan. Anyway, continue while I figure um, this out. Well, since, you know, the other subplot that we, you know, we're on dressing is the sister wife's uh, desire to bone as many people as she can. Uh, in this film, she is uh, played by the same, an actress who plays the mother in um, Blood for Frankenstein. And she has this entire side plot of her basically first wanting to have sex with Joey. And then once she meets Frankenstein, it's like, that's what I want. <laughs> and her entire... There's this really weird, awkward conversation between her and Frankenstein, where he's where she's like, "Give me, you know, give me your man, give me your uh, Frankenstein, and we will, you know, we'll do, we'll do our thing, and that will like, you know, make me happy." And uh, Frankenstein gets a body count from having sex with her. Essentially, it's insane. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like gotcha. there's a lot okay. of sex that kills people in this movie, actually, because also uh, Igor try uh, tries to have sex with her or rapes a maid at one point, and I think he goes for her gallbladder too. Because she, her insides just fall out. He like runs up to her and kisses her, and then her gallbladder falls out. So either she, she like exploded from like grossness, or like he stuck his hand inside of her somehow and just ripped open her stomach with his bare hands. I, I couldn't quite tell what happened in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Death Stalker. That was the film I was looking for. The Conan uh, ripoff. But who directed? Anyway, it? Uh, hmm? who directed it though? Uh, John Watson. I was apparently oh. the one that directed, it, but that's not the one I was thinking of. God damn anyway. it, man. Roger Roger Corman maybe. Oh, Roger Corman makes a lot of movies. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he does. But he does a whole bunch of shit. Okay. Right. He, he's one of those where like he he stick he throws a whole bunch of stuff at the wall and sees what sticks. Oh yeah. Anyway, right. um, yeah. So that that's I mean that's Flesh for Frankenstein. Okay. So would you what did you like better, Blood for Dracula or Flesh Flesh for Frankenstein? I liked Flesh Flesh for Frankenstein better, but it might be partly because it's shorter, so it's a little bit quicker. Um, I I loved the ending of Blood for Frankenstein though. That mm-hmm. the ending to me, the, the blood for Frankenstein, the, the la- blood for Dracula, blood for, blood for Dracula. Let's just put them in the one movie. It's okay. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> Dracula or Frankenstein. Yeah, Flesh for Frankenstein was I, I think more enjoyable because I think it was more planned out, but also like I think that Blood for Dracula had a better ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I I do think I enjoyed Blood for Dracula a lot more, but I also saw it first because um, you we, you saw Dracula first and then you saw Frankenstein, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did the same thing too, and I, I think I may have had a little bit of overload because I saw them basically back to back. It was one day, and then the next day I saw the other one. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like that. And then also, Flesh for Frankenstein is definitely the slower movie, in my opinion. <gasps> well, how dare you? I don't know. It, it it felt slower to me. Oh, I um, I think like Flesh for I think Blood for Dracula was like an hour longer, wasn't it? Or like it was, but it felt longer. I don't know, man. I thought the well. How about how about you do give us uh, give your description of Blood for Dracula? Give us your 
your summary go <laughs> oh i thought you'd never ask okay so blood for dracula um it starts off and this is actually the only good thing i will say about this movie is i actually did not mind the score for blood for dracula i mm-hmm. think that opening scene where he's putting on his makeup as the girl that's rolling through um that got my attention i was just like mm-hmm. "Ooh, okay so this is like a haunting melodic kind of score in the background this is a dracula that's very concerned with his appearance interesting okay i'm taken into this world and then like three minutes later after they adhere to the old adage of tell don't show where they basically give us all the exposition within 30 seconds i'm just like oh this movie's gonna be shit okay um but that 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 first minute i i I genuinely thought was an effective way to start the movie um but basically what's going on with blood with dracula is poor dracula he just cannot get any blood because all the women in his area are whores and they're not virgins and he can only drink virgin blood. Otherwise he gets very sick and he is very sick because he's basically been thirsty for so long and he just, he can't find any virgins. So incel Dracula decides to go to Italy because it is a Catholic nation and um of course you know sex is a sin in catholic society so there should be a lot of virgins there and he goes over there to find the blood of virgins um and basically what happens is he and his um what's the servant's name it's not the it's not the standard it's yeah it's not rembrandt no rembrandt what's his name yeah rembrandt whatever it it is uh anton (laughs) anton really anton Really, Anton? I just saw Silicon Valley, or for the second time. Oh. I finished that up again, and that's just reminds me again. Uh, anyway, uh, Anton, uh, the servant, uh, basically takes him on over, and they go to this old family house uh, with a mother, father, and their four daughters. And basically, it's kind of a game of Dracula slowly drinking the blood of these daughters um, over and over again and realizing that they are not virgins, even though they say they are, and him getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And in the meantime as well, uh, Joey from Yu-Gi-Oh, he plays Mario, uh, who is the worker and so-called protagonist of this film. He's the protagonist? Oh my... He's a piece of shit, that's what he is. I think think he's the antagonist (laughs) to our Dracula being the protagonist. I, I guess that's true, yeah. But he he's framed to be the good guy of the movie, I felt like. Well, that's because he, there he's there, there for the Communist Party, man. He's there to, to rise up against those people who are rich and how they treat the other people badly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so he is a major, major Communist supporter. Uh, this movie is set <coughs> excuse me, in uh, pre-fascist Italy, just FYI, before World War II. Um, way, 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 way before World War II. Uh, but basically, yeah, he subscribes to communist ideals. He fucks all the daughters, except for the very, very youngest one, who is 14. And we will, we will talk about that wait, scene later on. Wait, um, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, wait. yeah. Wait. Yeah. He, the only one he doesn't fuck is the oldest one. Huh? He fucks everyone. I thought he fucked them all. No, he only doesn't, he, the only one he doesn't fuck is the oldest one. She's a virgin. Wait, no. Yep. Is he? Yep. The youngest one. I thought it was the youngest one. Nope. He he finds out that there's a vampire, so he rapes the youngest one so that she will not become a vamp so that she will not be drained. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I wanted to talk about. Yeah, she's the, that's the youngest one. He does that too. Like, she's 14. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to talk about that scene because that this is, this is, I'm sorry, the gallbladder line was definitely up there, but this is going to be the highlight of the episode. Uh, yeah. During the climax of this movie, uh, basically at this point, Dracula has drained two of the daughters of their life force by drinking it. And they're basically concubines at this point. Uh, the worker Mario, um, played by Joey, realizes what's going on. And he goes to the 14-year-old and he's just like, oh, shit, the 14-year-old daughter is a virgin. Dracula is going to go ahead and try and drink her blood. I have to save her. And the only way I can save her is rape her so she's no longer a virgin. Gross. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I think this is a great time to bring this up as well. So apparently the original idea for this film came from director Roman Polanski who had met Morrissey, the director, when promoting his film, What? Isn't Polanski in this movie? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he had makes a cameo as one of the men in the tavern at the very beginning of the movie. The Copy Me game? So I'm just like, yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah, does that, that, tracks. that does track. That's depressing. I mean, I know the, the 70s were like, you know, sexual liberation and all that and free stuff, but I mean, just like, Jesus Christ, this feels gross. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and again, like, I don't know. I, I, I guess... In the context of this film, it's supposed to be portrayed as a heroic act. Oh, 100%. He gets, he holds her hand and walks away with her at the end of the movie. Yeah. And the, and the, and the, and like the, the, um, the eldest daughter who was written off as like used goods because she was engaged and the marriage fell through is basically mm-hmm. ignored the entire movie, turned into a vampire off screen, and then impales herself on a stake. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. 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 What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, this this movie is very misogynistic, and I and I get that you know there's the the sexual allure of Zach Dracula in terms of being bit in the neck, and that that's a huge part of the mythos. But this is just mean spirited, because like the other thing too is Joey he not only like sleeps with all the daughters or two of the daughters at the very very least, um, which again if we go with the topic of incest from the Frankenstein movie with the sister wife. Um, yeah, there's there's a couple sex scenes where like the sisters are making out with each other as he they're having sex with the Joey and stuff like that. It's 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 very weird. Well, and doesn't um, he, like, I get, did you get the impression I in the beginning of the film, um, Dracula has a person a, a a girl with him, and he says it's his sister at one point. But I also yeah. got the impression that maybe she wasn't just a, like did he have a sister slash wife in this one as well. Because the way he, the reverence he shows for her, the way that they kind of interact with each other, it almost seems like second sister wife in the franchise. If this is a, if this is the dark universe, you know, this is <laughs> <laughs> this is the original dark universe. Poor Tom Cruise got his hands on it. Uh, <laughs> I, I got the impression that maybe that was also a sister wife. I didn't think about it until I saw Frankenstein, and I was like, oh, is that a sister wife in the other one too? I could see that. Um, I could definitely see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, the other thing, too, is just, like, Joey is such a piece of shit to every single female character in this movie. He's, you know, basically, he sleeps with them, and then he's just like, oh, you slept with me? You're a whore. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm just like, dude, you you, you, you had sex with her, too. Gosh. Well, it's weird, too, because, like... Um, it's so, very misogynistic. Well, because I felt like... So, I because there, there's older sister... So there's the oldest sister there's who's the a virgin. Ones. There's the two middle. And the oldest of the middle ones is the first one that kind of gets pushed towards Dracula. And you mm-hmm. see older middle sister and middle and younger middle sister kind of like, you know, you said going out with Joey. But I was kind of, but it seemed to me like the impression was that like older middle sister was the main Joey squeeze. And then once middle, so once 
older little sister, this is such a weird way to explain this, gets uh, turned or becomes, uh, what do you call it? What, what's a vampire's, like, little henchman? Concubine. Uh, there's a name for like vampires. They have they have something below them. They're a ghoul or it's enthralled. a enthralled. Yeah, maybe a thralled. They're, they're, ah, fuck. There's a vampire mm-hmm. term. But anyway, he becomes she becomes his vassal, not vassal, but the, the lower thing below him. Um, she's like you know his she a zombie to him, whatever you call it. Uh, younger little sister goes. Younger middle sister goes to talk to Joey, and Joey's kind of like, eh, you know, let's fuck essentially. <laughs> and and you get the impression that she's kind of like I'm concerned about my sister, and he's like. He just kind of forced himself on her. I'm concerned about my dick. Yeah, it, 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 you're just kind of like, what, he is. <laughs> what? Like, and I think it's interesting to see him in this role and then go over to. Um, so we both saw this before we saw uh, Flesh uh-huh. for Frankenstein, where he is that heroic role again. Kind of, he's kind of still the sex guy who doesn't seem to care about anything but his friend. You know, his friend boning people to get to you know pray the gay away or yeah. To, but he's not a terrible character in Flesh for Frankenstein. So well, he's not. But then he gets his comeuppance, not comeuppance, but he gets punished at the end. He is there to be tortured mm-hmm. by the kids with their scalpels at the end. So it almost kind of feels like a through line for his character <laughs> to me of like this asshole in Blood for Frank or Blood uh, for Dracula who gets at the end gets kind of his comeuppance in Flesh for Frankenstein and gets stabbed to death by little kids in a scalpel. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's an ass. He's like a and like I hate I hated the way it ended with him walking away with the youngest daughter. Uh, after yeah, like the heroic role, like God, that that poor girl. Well, because I feel like we are we are meant to side with Dracula to a degree. Like, yeah, he's a blood sucking guy, but he's never mean. He's never like he never plans to kill people. He plans to turn them into drink them, but he doesn't want to kill mm-hmm. them. He just you know he needs sustenance and he is trying to find that sustenance. But he's kind of like a pathetic character throughout the whole movie. And even when he turns he the is. eldest sister, she's not harmed for it. She's not any off worse off mm-hmm. for it. Uh, she even seems to like like him. I don't know if that's you know because he drinks her. It's it's like a, a, an attachment or whatnot. But it seems like everybody else disregards the eldest sister. Um, so you know it, it was interesting that uh, you know at the end again he's he is villainized when our lead essentially fucks through a family, rapes a young girl, and you know then proceeds to kill Dracula. And he didn't really in that story hasn't really done anything necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, this is just, I don't know. Blood for Dracula was a very mean-spirited movie in terms of that. I hated that character. Um, mm-hmm. Which is weird because I, I think I did enjoy Blood for Dracula more. But I think it was just because there was so much more what-the-fuck moments. Like, Flesh for Frankenstein, besides the sister-wife thing and the horny plot in terms of them wanting to pre-create, procreate. It was basically just, oh, you know, we want uh, to figure out a vehicle to display all these blood and guts over and over again, which the gore was definitely better in Flesh for Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. But Blood for Dracula, I was it was kind of like a train wreck. I was just like, I was so interested to see where the fuck this movie was going to go next, what depths and depravity they was going to go into. Mm. And I did not enjoy it, <laughs> definitely. But like you said before, this was a movie where it kind of stuck with me afterwards. And people do say this is a little bit of a cult classic in certain circles. And I can see why it's definitely different. It, it is not your Christopher Lee gothic horror Frank, uh, Dracula movies, Hammer style. It is not the Bela Lugosi era. This is, like I said, Tommy Wiseau, 70s porn movies, basically. And I can even, like, see this being, like, a fun watch-along to, like, yell out stuff. But, like, 
I think what makes it hard for that is the rape scene in the sense that like it's a funny movie where he gets his arms cut off and is running around <laughs> like with his arms cut off running around and he like stands on that dog and gets his leg cut off like those are funny little scenes straight out of Monty Python yeah but then no, like, I, I do want to talk about that real quick yeah, it, 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 that's that's the climax of the movie where basically Joey attacks Dracula at this point it's it, he's just had enough and it, it's full on Monty Python and the Holy Grail tis but a flesh wound he chops off every single limb Dracula is hopping around on one foot and then finally falls down to the ground after his final limb has been cut off. It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, continue though. But I understand, like, because I, I think that's enjoyable. I think it's kind of funny what's going on with some of the stuff. Like, you know, the long sex scenes are like weird and awkward, but you know, like, you know, whatever. I, I get it for the for the movie, but I think just what makes it hard to want to rewatch it, and what makes it hard to kind of be like, haha, what a fun kind of culty movie to watch is that rape scene because you're just like the fact that it's meant to be framed as a heroic gesture just like mm-hmm. ugh, you know like I, I like part of me is hoping that it's not supposed to be like maybe maybe you know maybe this is a commentary on this like i'm trying to think of the propaganda of the time in terms of like you know the communist you know he draws the sickle and whatnot like i'm trying to think of like that element of it and think like is it supposed is he supposed to be a bad character in the sense of like for the time was that considered a politically bad thing was you know? I think they were just going for shock value. Was they? Okay. Honestly, like, like that's the impression I got in terms of with the gore and with the plot line and everything like that. I I just got the impression that they were trying to go for shock value. There is a very grindhouse element to this film. It's not as dark and gritty, but the subject matter and just the mean spiritedness of it all definitely reminded me of a lot of that uh, type of subgenre. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I thought it was going for. And I, I especially felt that was more, a lot more prevalent in Frost for Frankenstein just because the gore is amped up a lot. Yeah. And then, of course, too, you know, the gallbladder fuck scene, that was kind of ridiculous as well. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I, I just kind of assumed it was just for the shock value at all. I don't like it. Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But it is it is a very gross movie. But, yeah, I... I don't want to see this movie again. Hmm. I, I think I'm glad I saw it, just so I have that little piece of cultural background to be able to kind of comment on these films. Uh, but neither of them are good movies. Yeah, like, I, again, they're they're elements of their time. Like you know, but even then, like I'm wondering how much of it was actual the cultural element of the time how much of it was you know spurred from what type of horror movies were. Because let me let me see. What other type of horror movies were happening in 1974? Uh, well, I think we have to think, you know, outside the state side, too. Because, you know, obviously, you know... Oh, yeah, it's definitely very Hollywood's going to be different, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's... Yeah, I mean, this was the area of exploitation, so, like, coffee and shaft and everything like that. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 1974. Let's see. See, I took classes on, like, Italian cinema and French New Wave and stuff, and I can't remember anything about any of them. So I'm, I'm not, you know, all, all of my, my college film classes are out the window here. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything? There's another Dracula movie that came out around this time. And another Frankenstein movie that came out around this time. Gosh. Yeah, because, and then, yeah, well, I saw that. There's an, there's one called, like, Dracula 1974, something like that. It's like another movie. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh, yeah, no, that's a Hammer one. Yeah. Uh, that's a Hammer with Christopher Lee. And, and yeah. I was like, what the hell? The same year? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, like I said, they they were in the uh, 
Jason Takes Manhattan era of the Christopher Lee Hammer Dracula movies. Well, and it's interesting yeah. too that they, they didn't choose to take any elements. So in both scenarios, they didn't choose to take any elements from uh, previous produced works or from uh, the novels, really. They just took the basic concept mm-hmm. of Dracula is a vampire and Frankenstein is a doctor uh, who you know creates a, a monster. Um, but, but even then, like, the the elements of Dracula that come on through, like, they could definitely tell, um, you know, they hit him from the sunlight, they drink in the blood, um, the virgin blood, that sort of thing, too. There's a scene later on, too, where it's just like, oh, there's, there's no garlic in it, we have dietary restrictions. And it's like, it's not, the dialogue is not good, mm-hmm. but at the very least, they tried to say, oh, yeah, garlic, that's that's the thing about vampires. Oh, question for you. Yeah. When they were talking about eating lettuce... Was that a real conversation about lettuce, or was lettuce the euphemism for blood? Yeah, that I thought the exact same thing too. We're talking about lettuce, and like, oh, it's too much oil and stuff like that. And it's just like, dude, you're in Italy. You know, the only place with better oil is Greece. But, uh, but, but then they keep the lettuce conversation when they're in private to each other. And I'm like, yeah, what? What is? What is? This? Is does Dracula eat lettuce? Is that? Is that actually like? Like, is it? Is it that he like? You know, things that have sex, he can't touch. But since plants don't have sex, he can touch them. Is that, is that it? Like, <laughs> I just, I'm always reminded of the uh, what we do in the shadows quotes. So it's just like, oh, yeah, well, we, we, the thing about virgin blood, I understand that's a little bit weird. But, uh, you know, it's like if uh, you were offered a sandwich, you would rather that no one fucked it before you ate it <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> well, and that's, so uh, was, that's another question. Does Dracula always need virgin blood, or is it just that like he was deteriorating to such a state that only virgin blood would bring, bring him back? You know, he needed like that those that you know that pump of, you know, virgin blood's the good shit, and he's been you know he's been living off like you know the okay bad shit for a while, but he needs the good blood. Or is it that he can only mm-hmm. ever drink virgin blood? Was that was that a thing? Did I did I not? Yeah, in this particular one, not in the dragon. I mean, like in the original Dracula mythos, yeah, he prefers dra- uh, virgin blood, but it's not strictly necessary. In this one, like, he needs virgin blood to live. He can sustain himself for a little bit on non-virgin blood, but he, he, he needs it. So, 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 like, when he threw up after drinking... Oh, I, I do... I love... So, so uh, when Dracula drinks uh, the, the two girls, the two um, uh, promiscuous ladies uh, from, from the household, he, he, like, the first one, he has this long conversation of, like, because, you know, they think that he just wants to marry them and he wants a virgin because, um, you know, the, the, the large religious belief that, you know, you should marry virgins and whatnot. Or, you know, you should you should come to a marriage pure, essentially. Uh, and he's talking with the girl and he's like, hey, uh, I know that, like, you know, uh, you know, you you think that I need a virgin. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, pro- I'm pretty progressive. I don't, I don't need a virgin. I understand, you know, if you're not a virgin, they have more experience. So, you know, if you're not a virgin, you can tell me. And she's like, no, no, I'm a virgin. He's like, are, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, because you know, like, it's cool with me. I know that, like, you know, you don't, you don't want to tell your parents that you're not a virgin, but if if you're not, just, just let me know. It's cool. I got, you know, I'll still love you. You know, still get married. It'll be, it'll be great. And that's another scene too that just lasts way too long. Oh yeah. Like he asks her like five or six times. And at the end, she's like, no, no, I'm a virgin. All right, cool. Invite her. <laughs> like, I I love that conversation. <laughs> I love I love how long like, like you said like how long that goes and there's that so at the end he's like, all right, fuck it, I'm just gonna go for it. And he does the same thing with the other girl later. He's like. All right. <laughs> are you a virgin? And she's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And he's like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> like, are you sure? All right, so what about Udo? What about Udo's Kier's acting during the seizure scene in the bed where he's just like, I need the blood. He I need shakes his blood. legs. I, I'm, pretty yes. sure, I'm pretty sure he's just, you know, redoing his practice from humping the uh, Lady Frankenstein in the gallbladder, but just doing it on bed. 
<laughs> I think it was. It was the same, just weird vibrations. Need lettuce. I ate lettuce. Now I vibrate. That was that was another thing too, where I just like it went way too long, and I was just like, "Are they seriously still going? Are they seriously okay? This is hilarious." I uh, I did love yeah. the concept though that um, Anton goes out and uh, a little girl gets hit by a car, uh, and he uses to kind of get blood for Dracula. He uses a piece of bread to soak up the blood and then bring it back to Dracula. I thought that was clever. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was like a fun idea. Uh, like you know, like a yeah, definitely. Like how do you get blood to somebody? You don't have a receptacle. Oh, use bread, and then it's not weird that you're bringing bread to this guy. Uh, like what a great, mm-hmm. what a great concept. Uh, yeah, but that was another thing too. This movie is very, very big on tell not show, and I remember like he's holding up the bread, and he's just like, the bread, I got this. There was a girl. She got hit by a car. The car had lots of blood, because she was hit by it. So I feigned fainting and i use this to soak up the blood and we're just like okay god yeah we get it we get it we get it yeah yeah i do wonder if there was like a runtime quota they had to meet and they just had to keep going with it because so much of both these movies are so drawn out well again part part of the wonders too if part of that is like translation and like you know translating a script that maybe wasn't english originally so it sounds really awkward because they didn't you know they didn't. They couldn't use any slang or abbreviations. They used like a direct translation. Like this is what happened, and this is what happened. Instead of saying like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I saw this lady get hit by a car. I pretend to faint and use the bread to the blood." They used a very like instead of doing it like that, they did it the way that like you know you did when you learned Spanish, where you were like, "Here's one sentence. Like, hola, me amo, Andres," and end of sentence. Next sentence, me gusta el perro, and then like you know you you broke it down into these long sentences because that's the only way you knew how to really like say it you know you, you you weren't able to kind of blend these together and i wonder if that's part of why it felt why these sentences were so awkward and long it's just because they're written in that like you know non-native speaking way and this like you know maybe not often hearing the way people speak uh to remedy that essentially i could definitely see that yeah yep that, I, I did feel like that was more noticeable though in blood for dracula which i think again it was the longer film it was the second produced uh, so it could, you know, it, it was more rushed for time, so they made it smooth it out as much. Not, not to say that Frankenstein was smooth at all, but you know, <laughs> even even less in the bucket than they had before. Most definitely. Yeah. So would you? Yep. So I, I know we both kind of said that. You know, again, I don't. Other than the rape scene, I don't dislike these movies. I think that they are kind of fun, and they're you know they're kind of fun to look back at in a way. Like I think I texted you and I said like I didn't like watching them, but as I think about them more and I remember them, I. I kind of have like a fun time with it. Uh, do you think? Yeah, and that's definitely one of the things that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, do you think that it's like worth the watch in the end? Like, would you say like, you know, if, if you're interested, like, is the experience worth it? Even if you're not gonna look back at it again. Yeah, that's that is the million dollar question, and honestly, I'm still a little bit undecided on that front uh, because the person who did message us requesting us to do this movie, uh, one of the things he said was. There isn't a lot of discussion and discourse about these two movies online, even though they're a Criterion Collection movies, which is very, very weird. And I think it is one of those movies that kind of sticks with you for a while, just because it's so bizarre in some ways. But there's more bizarre movies. There's more bizarre horror movies. It's not particularly well told. There's goofier foreign movies. Um, Really, the only thing it has going for it is just the whole Tommy Wiseau of it all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just how weird it is at that point. I would not want to watch these movies again. I don't regret watching them. I regret watching them so close to each other because yeah. it all kind of blended on in. Um, 
but I do remember like Blood for Frankenstein or Blood for Dracula the very first time I watched it. Um, yeah, it was it was a weird sort of train wreck. I can't look away sort of thing. It was just a ethereal air to it all, like the foreignness, the campiness, the art house of it all came together to create something that was a little bit just enchanting. Mm. But once it's all done, if you ask me gun to my head, you know, what do you like about this movie? I'd be like, well, I like the opening minutes during the credit sequence. And that's about it. It's, it's very weird movie. It's not a very good movie, but once the mask has been peeled on back in terms of what type of movie it is, I feel that it loses a lot of its luster. Um, so I would say probably don't watch this movie, um, but if you do expect it to kind of pop up in your head every now and then. Mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like I, I would enjoy rewatching it if it was shorter. And they, like, so if somebody were to do a fan edit and cut this down to maybe a smooth hour and a half, maybe 90, you know, like maybe like 80 minutes and, you know, cut down on the sex scenes, cut down on these long shots maybe do a tasteful cutaway of the rape or, you know, they don't even have it happen somehow, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I could see rewatching it, but I think it's just such a long movie. And again, that, that, that element of it that I just, it, it, that spoils it for me just makes the rewatch really not worth it, especially because the reason I'd be watching it would be that end, like the opening, like you mentioned that minute, seems really artful, really tasteful. And the ending is really goofy and funny as he cuts off the limbs of Dracula. But everything in between and punctuated by that rape scene just makes it the yeah, the prospect of watching it again not something I want to do really, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, yeah. like you said, like I'm I appreciate that I watched it, like you know. Yeah, and it, it definitely sparked interest. I just I kind of wanted to the, the story behind the movie. Honestly, was more interesting than the movie itself. I wanted to figure out okay, who's this director? Who are these actors? How did this movie came to be? Mm. What involvement did Andy Warhol have behind this? Um, it was almost like a cultural study piece for me in terms of I tried to figure out exactly you know where were we culturally in the world at that point? What what were the influences? What what sparked it on that front? Mm. Um, and I did get a fair bit of entertainment out of that front, but. Yeah, I, I would. That's that. I would actually like. So speaking of um, Ed Wood and Tong Wai So, I would love to see a movie made of the making of these movies, like a movie mm-hmm. that somebody makes about the this group of, of actors and filmmakers who get together to make these movies, and then you know go on to make their second movie after they make the first one, and then kind of see the cultural impact of it or see the release. I would love. To, I think that'd be a fun, like, interesting movie to watch to see what they were thinking, and I think you know I think that could be interesting to experience what they were going through as they made this i think that would actually be a great um documentary film what, what do you call it what, what are the what's the name for those movies where they're fake documentaries they're like uh mockumentaries yeah yeah you know yeah something like that like i, yeah, I love like to this see is that. spinal tap that sort of thing yeah but you know like, but you know take it seriously like, you know make show us what's actually going on behind the scenes of this i think that'd be really interesting um and you know it does make me interested to see the other guys work to a degree uh you know i haven't seen any other of his other films um so you know to see the elements that i found compelling in these would be fun to see in other movies um and again frankenstein shorter and without that that element of creep in it i enjoyed it more but again it, as we've mentioned it's again still not the best representation of women in, in, in the films or in, in you know in media and so that's kind of awkward to watch and you know doesn't mm-hmm. gel with modern day uh but you know again slightly less offensive so slightly more watchable in my in my opinion yeah definitely 
All right. Well, I think I'm never going to think about this movie again for the next few years. I'll be thinking about it for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. All right. uh, So thank you so much for listening. Do we have anything else on the pipeline right now? I mean, I'm sure we do. We have our short list of movies we can watch on end, but I'm not sure if there's anything like super, super we want to do. did you want to do Oculus? I, can't, I know you watched it recently. I'm not sure if you wanted to talk about that one I or not. I did. I'm not sure if I have too much to say about yeah. that. Uh, definitely watch Oculus. It's a very, very good movie. I did see Nope as oh, well. Oh, you did? But, How was it? Um, uh, I really liked it, honestly. Um, it's it's not as good as Get Out, but I did very, very much like it. It is on digital right now, so you can watch it at home. Oh. There's one scene in particular that I think is very, very effective, and it is one of those movies, um, the less you know about it, the better going on in. Okay. Just know that it's um, an alien invasion movie, basically, and that's all you need to know. But I, I did really enjoy it. Another great wreck um, out there, Dragon Ball Superhero. Also, you know, check out that movie. <laughs> Pretty great, not going to lie. Also, slightly alien-related movie. You know, just toss them in there. Uh-huh. If you haven't seen Silicon Valley, watch Silicon Valley. Not a horror movie. It's a HBO sitcom that ended a few years ago, but it still holds up. Oh, actually, um, have you ever seen Lock and Key? Yep. Have you watched that on Netflix yet? I have not. No. So, uh, I'm kind of marveled out though. No, no, it's, it's not Marvel. It's um, so it's um, it's, I it's, it's is. based on a comic book by um, Joe Hill, uh, who is Stephen King's son. Uh, so it, it it all finished the run. Um, I I read the comic, uh, and had the audible uh, of like they did a cool audible um, drama of it a long time ago when my sister first recommended it to me. Um, but uh, they're on the third season now, and I I couldn't watch the first season when it first came out because I'd read the comic book so recently that like I didn't. You know, it felt weird to watch it. All the changes they made, I didn't like. But I'm giving it a revisit uh-huh. now. It, it's actually, it's 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 fun. It's definitely different than the comics. Like the things I remember of it, I'm like, oh, that's not the same. But it it seems well made, um, and it's a it's a compelling story. So I, I would definitely suggest that. And it is horror adjacent. It's basically like uh, this family goes to this house, and in this house, like it was their father's house he grew up in after he passed away, and they keep finding these keys, and the keys do different things so like one key can like open up your head literally like it opens it opens up like a portal into your consciousness and you can go into it or one key like opens up uh what can it do one key can like teleport you anywhere you go you want to go to and like this house there's all these different keys that the kids keep finding oh yeah no i think i've, I've heard of this one there's the, the the other kid that like fights with the key or something like that with like a duck and a dog uh maybe a dog I, we don't know sure. i don't think that's an element i can't remember i don't think so yeah, no, 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 I think it is, because, like, they, they go to different worlds uh, back and forth, and, like, there's, they, they fight the darkness, and they use, like, the power of light to do Yeah, it, yeah. And he fights yeah. with the key. And, and then his childhood yeah, friend yeah. comes back at the end, you know, after after, after yeah. becoming part of the dark side. And, yeah, uh-huh. yeah and, you know, they, 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 they look inside their hearts to, uh, you know, fight back the darkness. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I think you sold me a copy of those Kingdom Hearts games back when we were in Korea together. Did I? I never played them. <laughs> Did I? Oh. You did, yeah, because I, I saw you post on like the Facebook marketplace, hey, I'm selling the PlayStation 4 versions of Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and all the included games with it. And I played them all before, but I was just like, oh, I want to revisit the series. But I bought them for you. I like started Kingdom Hearts 1 again for like two hours, and then I was just like, yeah, that's no. So you're welcome for the $50 or whatever did I gave you? you for those two games. I don't yeah. know if that's true or not, because I, I, I bought those when I came back from Korea. And then played through them. Yeah, no, the, the Kingdom Hearts collections. Yeah, I bought them when I came back from Korea. I don't think I owned them prior. And then I really, and then okay. I also, I beat the first game and then I stopped. Because <laughs> ah, gotcha. Hey, do Do you feel like Kingdom Hearts is one of those series that you remember fondly and then you play it and you're like, oh, this wasn't that good? Uh, Kingdom Hearts, yes. 
Kingdom Hearts 2, I feel, still holds up. And I never played 3, actually. See, I, I felt so. better about 1 than I did about 2. But I think just because the opening to really? uh, 1 slaps harder uh, than the opening yeah. to 2. I uh-huh. think that, that opening theme yeah. song... I don't, I don't know if Sanctuary is as good as uh, Simple and Clean. I think Simple and Clean's better. Oh, God, no, it definitely is not. No, Simple and Clean is the best. Yeah. That's 100% sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm glad you got that joke. No, the one I was thinking of with Lock and Key was Cloak and Dagger. Uh, so that's that's kind of that kind of limbed together for me. Right I've there. heard that that series was terrible. <laughs> I I haven't heard good things about it either. So, uh, but actually, have you seen, have you watched She Hulk? Are you watching She Hulk? I have not. I do like the actress. I'm going to butcher her name, Tatiana Masani. Masani. Um, if you have not seen Orphan Black, she is absolutely fantastic. Like it's one of the best performances I've ever seen in a film See, or in a TV. I series. didn't realize that was her. I knew um, she was familiar. My sister was like, "Yeah, it's from Orphan Black." I'm like, holy shit, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, no, she's she's absolutely fantastic. I'm really enjoying it, but so I far. haven't seen it. So I feel like it's like good, I, good. I, you know again. I I've seen that, like all of Marvel shows. Like I think that they're doing an okay. I, you know, I, I think that there's a pressure on them to be the same quality or the same story as the movies, which if we've seen some movies recently, you know, maybe that's not actually the higher standard. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I think it's, I'm enjoying it. I'm curious to see where it goes. I like the elements they're playing with. And, uh, you know, I, I've heard a lot of negative stuff about it, but I think it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's too, if it's just like, you know, oh, female lead, her, her, her. Because I know like Miss Marvel and a whole bunch of other shit got it, like, like Captain Marvel and all that sort of thing, got it too. But I, I think I'm very I naive. Miss Marvel, past that. I'm like, I'm, I, I'm so naive. I'm like, yeah. come on, we should be past that. But then, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. prey got the same hate. People are like, oh, a young girl tries to, you know, be a hunter and 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 you know, in the 1700s, that's not realistic. You know, like, fuck wrong with you guys. Mm-hmm. Get, get fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Now I did see Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel was okay. Like I definitely was not the demographic for that film uh, for that TV series, but. You know, if you're looking for it, I, I like the representation. I like how they represented the Muslim community and the Pakistani community. Um, it, it was definitely not perfect. I think like episode four or five kind of fell flat on its face. But uh, which one was that? Yeah, it was. It was fun. She was. She was a fun character. It was four or five? What happened in that? Was that? Was that the the, the, uh, the, the whole backstory in Pakistan? See, I, I like the concept of that, and because like I'm like, oh, there's history I didn't know about. Look at that. But uh-huh. yeah, I, I feel like I don't think the execution was very good. Well, I feel like that entire the entire uh, where the, where they go to. Uh, Cur- Pakistan, but where uh, there's still a place anyway. Oh, okay. The, the, the entire the entire trip to Pakistan felt really out of weird for me. I, I feel like it it it, it felt out of introducing the red daggers and all of them just felt really weird. Uh, it felt really mm-hmm. rushed because I feel like it was a very slow start and that just hopped into nowhere. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's been our Marvel talk and that's been our Predator talk. <laughs> uh, I wonder if there's any horror games coming on and we could talk oh, about too. dead by daylight uh if just you release the the wesker uh add-on so you can play as albert wesker Ooh. now in dead by daylight which you know, i i appreciate because i love resident evil but also like could we've gotten a different licensed character please like i mean wesker some like <laughs> some ubermensch white guy like who like could we have gotten like i don't know a different i want leprechaun i want something cool not not the second resident <laughs> evil villain <laughs> mm-hmm. dumb yeah, um, I played this a few while ago, but Tormented Souls, if you are looking for an indie, like, Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, very, very, like, old-school survivor horror, horror where you have to, you know, manage your inventory, solve puzzles, explore a mansion, definitely highly recommend that one. Tormented Souls, it's like 20 bucks on PlayStation. Um, I've also heard very, very good things. I'm trying to find it right now. Uh, Son of Horror. I'm um, hearing a lot of good things about that one. I have not played that yet, but I'm really excited for that one, too. Uh, Did you yeah. that that new Bring It On movie is coming out soon? 
speaking of horror. Yeah, it, it's a horror movie. It's 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 it's, it's a reboot of, of the Bring It On franchise, but it's a horror movie. What? Yes. I, I, it's called like it has a, it has a great tagline. Uh, bring it on, cheer or die. It's 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 supposed to be part of the Bring It On franchise, but it's it's a, it's a horror. Holy movie. fuck! Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, this is on my radar. It's it's the seventh I, Bring It On movie, apparently. Yeah, one of my uh, exes, um, the one I went to Korea with, was actually a huge fan of the Brandon Odds. I mean, who wasn't? So this is this, this is this is going to be therapeutic for me. <laughs> I, but I, I love that. I like that's what all franchises do. I think every franchise, after you get to a certain point in your in your films, is just switch genres. Like I would love a five thirteenth uh-huh. movie to you know maybe, maybe Wishmaster even trying to kind of did this, but you know in Friday Thirteenth Part Twelve, I don't know, I think we're right there. Uh, part like sixteen. Have Jason fall in love and like you know go on a romantic comedy with like uh, I, I don't know um, oh, what's her name uh, fuck what's her name from uh, Sleepaway Camp uh, uh, oh Angela. Angela yeah yeah have Angela and, and Jason yeah, together you know they, uh-huh. they both love killing campers you know they both have mommy issues <laughs> like you know uh-huh. it would be it would be great and, you know like that that's what I want I want I want them to just uh, you know jump the shark into a different franchise or into a different uh, genre. In every, in every franchise. Definitely. I could see like, that. Legally Blonde 3, she, you know, she has to defend, like, Ed Gein, something like that, you know, gets caught up in that shit. Done. I'm there. <laughs> Great movie. Good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff indeed. All right. Well, we've done our requisite geeking out. We usually do that before the episode, but uh, you you are all privy to that uh, experience. That is a very, very typical Dan and Andrew friendship experience on that front. Uh, but no, yeah, thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, once again, thank you to our opening band. That is Teddy's Atlas with the song Horror Movie Story. You can get that about the album Children of the Corn. They are good, good Canadian boys. Uh, speaking of which, my Canadian friend is coming down to visit me in a week and a half, and he's asking me, what is the Canadian thing I would like from Canada? Uh, can you get a moose? Can you bring a moose? No, I can't bring a moose, unfortunately. What? I don't think that... He can't. Well, I mean, we we paid for his flight tickets coming on down, and I'm not going to pay for a moose ticket. I mean, I think you should. The moose is worth it. This is definitely. What, worth what, it. What's what, what's a Canadian yeah. thing? A maple leaf? We have those in uh, Vermont. Uh, yeah. Syrup. You've also got those yeah. in Vermont. Stop trying to stop trying to be Vermont, Canada. Vermont anymore. God. <laughs> but do you? I don't. I don't uh, have a present for this. So many times when I would meet people in Korea, people from the United States. I would say I'm from Vermont, and they would think that it was Canada. They would be like, oh, that's in Canada, right? And I was like, I'm... I mean, yeah, it's basically I'm, the same A lot of your fucking states! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are the... You, why were... <laughs> like, I, I was baffled. Like, and, then I, and then I came back to America. Uh, I would talk to my students about that, and they'd be like, what? Like, yeah, people didn't fucking know that Vermont was, like, a state. Like, what... What? How, how do you not... Didn't we all learn the 50 states? Like, I, I can understand if you don't remember all of them off the top of your head, but you should know which one is a state. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, should be able to say yeah is it vermont or ontario which one's a state right? oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah I mean, do you guys yeah. remember that commercial where the girl's eating cheerios and the dad's like what's the capital of vermont she's like montpelier I'm like yeah For, i don't remember that, that was that was the only vermont call I'd, uh, i've ever seen in a commercial so <laughs> i remember it fondly as a child <laughs> good stuff no it, 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 yeah dumb 
All right. Well, thank you so much to our opening fan. I said all that shit already. Uh, very special thank you to our fan. I'm not sure if you want to be shouted out by name, but you know who you are. Uh, thank you so much to giving this uh, suggestion. Uh, we really did enjoy watching these two movies and really, really did enjoy discussing it as well. Um, please do. We are on social media. We are on Facebook and we are on Instagram. Go ahead and send us a message if there is something you would like to see. Um or have us discuss. We do have a short list of movies that we're slowly working our way through, but you know we'd love to kind of go ahead and see what else is out there, what else you are all interested in, because you fans mean so, so much to us. Our Swedish fans, our brother fans, our fans that are our sister wife fans. <laughs> all of and that actually, uh, Dan, that does remind me. Somebody did, remember way back a long time ago, we, never, I, we, went, we put it in the rotation, but I don't think we ever actually got to it, with Kipsy Tapes. Uh, who said that one? I don't I, it, that. it was via Instagram. I'll, I'll have to pull it up on who it was, but somebody uh, very early on somebody recommended the Kipsy tapes, and I, oh, like three years ago. The Kipsy tapes, maybe like two I years ago. Seen that in a long time. I, I never saw it, so yeah. I'd be down to to do it at some point. But that, that we should have yeah, that. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, 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 hey. My uh, my uh, girlfriend is from Long Island. Maybe I can bring her on to talk a little bit more about the Kipsy. Uh, New York stuff. I, like say, all the cultural I stuff. know I just complained about people not knowing where Vermont is. I did not know Poughkeepsie was in New York. I, I yeah, my mind yeah. was like that must be some foreign country. <laughs> no, unfortunately, that's not going to happen because she is. I, I get one horror movie a year I can watch with her during Halloween. Oh. Last year I did Conjuring Two because that was just like yeah, it's scary, but it's a good Classic. you know has a good ending. It's not overly gory, anything like that. Um, but I, I, I do have to pick my horror movies very, very carefully. Are there her. any frontrunners? Uh, not right now, no. Um, anything with zombies is 100% out. Anything with gore is out. Um, I was thinking Poltergeist, maybe. The original? Yeah, the original one. I will say that movie terrified me as a child, so I don't, I don't know about that one. Yeah, but at the same time, too, it's got that like, kind of Spielberg charm to it. Or probably I want maybe I'll go with like a horror comedy or something like that. Oh, like she can't even watch Shaun of the Dead. Was that so. the one? One it was, was. I feel like Poltergeist was the one that like it was a question whether or not Toby Hooper directed it or whether or not Spielberg directed it, something like that. I feel uh, like that. I thought it, I thought it was Spielberg. I but Hooper was involved in it, right? And he was involved in some way. I, I just remember the entire thing was good. Oh nope, I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, it was the screenplay was by Spielberg, but uh, Tobey Hooper uh, or Tobe Hooper was the uh, Willard Hooper <laughs> is what his first name actually Wait, is. What he was the actual director. His name's Willard. Yeah, it, Willard Tobey Hooper. Well, you guys watch Willard? I'm, I'm taking over your Halloween. You're watching Willard. Classic <laughs> Martin Sheen and rats. Uh, I haven't thought of that movie in a long time. I mean, it was a great movie, uh, but yeah, that was one of those I was thinking of. So. I don't know. We'll see. We'll get we'll get the listeners to vote we'll on, on what you and Amanda watch. That, that that'll be the yeah. Honestly, I'd be okay with it. Okay, so I would love to hear everyone's kind of like thoughts on that one. Go ahead and message us about that, or just comment on our posts. Uh, I'll make a post. I will, we'll do that. Um, so yeah, no zombies, no overt gore, preferably a happy-ish ending. It's okay if there's like a stinger at the end right there, uh, but like I don't want it to be like an ending of just like absolute awful despair. Um, so no, not sinister. Uh, yeah. Not blood for Dracula. I'm just like <laughs> it has to be a fun horror movie, like The Conjuring or something like that. Something that doesn't make you feel horribly depressed at the end of it. Okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. that's how it is. Uh, like she saw The Conjuring and she had nightmares for like two days. But so. then you started Conjuring two just to. <laughs> oh yeah, no Conjuring two. She hasn't seen oh. the first one yet. Oh, well, Val. 
Yeah. Dude, watch The Nun, and then she'll never be scared of Valak again. She'll be like, wow. <laughs> All I'm scared of now is wasted opportunities. <laughs> Though apparently, they're doing a Nun, too, uh, which is, I don't know what that's going to be. Huh. Like, why? Yeah, they're kind of peeling that back. Stop. Actually. Oh, um, the ritual. She did like the ritual. She saw that on an airplane surrounded by other people in bright lights, and she actually did like the ritual. So that's kind of the oh, vibe we're going You should for. watch the other. Um, there's another movie. Um, I think it's called No One Gets Out Alive or something like that. It's on Netflix. Uh-huh. It's, by, it's by the same the same guy. And it's it's, it's ah, similar okay. in terms of the monster. It's another like cultural monster almost. But it's it's not very scary, but it's like a fun kind of like a watch from watch. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right, cool. So for th- well, thank you all so much for listening. And stay groovy. Bye.